Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. All right, did you get over to 1 Corinthians 16 9? Did you grab your tablet, your Bible, your phone? Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get into that today, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, start out with that today. 1 Corinthians 16 9 says it like this For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Wow, think about that. There was a door open for Paul there, a wide door. Amen. Amen. And those are the kind of opportunities we don't want to miss. Amen. Opportunities to be a blessing. Amen. Opportunities to minister. Praise the Lord. And, you know, this was an opportunity for him to minister. He knew that it was an open door for him, you know. And God's creating opportunities for all of us. Amen. If we're looking for those opportunities and we're sensitive to them, he's trying to create opportunities for every one of us. Amen. Amen. You know, and you know, even when he was in prison, he had so much to write in wonderful letters. We have two-thirds of the New Testament because of Paul, praise the Lord, an opportunity. Even when he was in prison, he saw the opportunity that he could be a blessing still, you know. I remember studying Finnis Dake's life, you know, and uh, he uh, he studied the Bible, and he, that's where we came up with Dake's and a noted Bible, you know. And I remember studying his life, you know, and he spent time in prison, you know, writing all the things he wrote about his Bible so that we could learn more about the book of Revelation and different areas of the Bible, you know. And, uh, you know, you think about that, you know, they took an opportunity, you know. I mean, not every chance do you get, you know, where you get that much study time in, you know. Not, you know, through the pandemic, we've had more time to be with the Lord, a lot of us. Uh, you know, we've had more time to get closer to the Lord. And you, are you taking advantage of that opportunity? Praise the Lord. He's sending opportunities our way every day. Opportunities to be greater and to be a blessing. Praise the Lord. Opportunities to grow and to prosper. He's sending us those opportunities, but we've got to be open to them. We've got to be watching for them. Praise the Lord. And we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible says the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're sons of God. He bears witness. Amen. And he shows us these opportunities, but we've got to be watching for them. Amen. So we're talking about part four of opportunities today. First Corinthians 16, 9, the Amplified says it like this, because a wide door for effective service is open to me and emphasis a very promising opportunity. And there are many adversaries, praise the Lord. But notice he focused more on the opportunity. Amen. Now, I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges with opportunities, you know, but we need to focus more on the opportunity that's presented to us. Amen. Amen. We can get through any challenge. We can get through anything that we're going to face, praise the Lord. But we have to have the right perspective. We talked about that last week. You have to have the right perspective. Amen. Amen. That's why some people, you know, they think, well, man, I want to have a degree, but I don't want to go to college. <laughs> you know, amen. You know, because of the challenge, you know, you're going to have to work and apply yourself, you know. So you think about that, you know, we, we can achieve great things. God's created us to be conquerors and to accomplish great dreams, praise the Lord. But you got to be a person that's willing to work towards it. Amen. You got to be a person that's willing to persevere, you know, whatever it is that's in that way of that opportunity. You know, God's created us for special purposes on this earth, you know, and uh, you're a special person, praise the Lord. And he's got special plans for you. And, you know, and he's creating opportunities so that you can fulfill your purpose and the plan that he has for your life. But you you have to be a person that's sensitive to him and listening to him, praise the Lord, so that he can show you the way you need to go. Amen. Amen. You know, and if there's a challenge you see in the way or you see an obstacle, don't give up. Praise the Lord. Let him help you get through that obstacle. Let him help you get through that challenge. Amen. You know, you say, well, I can't accomplish this dream without having such and such, you know, well, why can't God get that to you? You know, 
the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. Amen. So we have to ask him. Make a list today, praise the Lord, of the things you need to accomplish your dream. Amen. And ask him. Amen. He's a good father. He wants to help you accomplish your dreams. He wants to help you accomplish your goals. Amen. But you got to ask him. Amen. Are you willing to ask him today? You know, you say, well, man, why would he care so much about my dreams, about my goal? Well, you're in his family if you're born again today, and he sees you as his kid, and he wants you to accomplish his great, great dreams and great goals. You know, I have uh, two kids, and uh, I want them to accomplish their dreams and their goals, praise the Lord. Me and my wife will go out of our way to be a blessing to those kids because we want them to accomplish their dreams and their goals, you know. I remember just recently I was listening to a phone call. You know, my wife was talking to my son in Alaska. And, you know, she's like, he was talking about an opportunity he had, and he's trying to you know, do some things in the areas that he's uh, gifted in. And then my wife's like, what can we do to contribute? How can we help, you know, praise the Lord? Because we want to be a part of it, you know? And that's the way a good father is. He wants to be a part of it. He wants to help. A good mother wants to be a, a part of it and help, amen? And that's the way your father is today. He wants to be a part of it. Now, he doesn't force you, you know? You know, I was listening to a message recently about uh, Jesse DePlanis. It was very interesting, you know? He's talking to his wife, or talking with his wife, and they went over to their daughter's home. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, he, he he goes in there, you know, and they've been believing God for certain things in their home, you know. And there was this particular rug they were believing God for, and they're telling them, hey, this is where this rug's going to go. We're excited. We're believing God for it, you know. And uh, Jesse, you know, he said, well, let me buy that rug for you, you know. She said, no, 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 Dad, I'm believing God for it. Don't buy that rug, you know. And so he said, okay, then. And he went and got in his car, and he left. <laughs> She didn't get, you know, he, he was creating her that opportunity. He's a good father, amen, and he wanted in on this, you know, and God was using him to be a blessing to her, but, you know, she didn't want to receive it, so he just got in his car and left. Well, next, after that, not too long later, he's in her car, and, uh, you know, they, she asked, she had something else she was believing God for, and he said, you know, I'd, I'd like to buy that for you. Let me, honey, he's talking to his wife. Let's, let's pay for that, you know, and she said, no, Dad, we're believing God for it, you know. And uh, he said, okay. And then he got in his car and he left again. <laughs> He's not going to force it upon him. Not going to force it upon his kids. You know, he got in the car and he just left, you know. And, you know, that's the way God is today. He's not forcing you to do anything. Amen. He's just like, okay, you know, you're tying his hands. You're not letting him do it. Write it down. Ask him for it. He, he, all he asks is that you ask. He says you have not because you ask not. Praise the Lord. And you'd be surprised how many people don't ask. You know, they don't have things in their lives and they don't take the time to ask. Amen. And they could be in a whole nother situation if they would just ask. Amen. You know, and you know, it's amazing. You know, uh, you, your kid may go out there and may not have all that they need, you know, and the father doesn't even know about it. And and if he just ask his dad, you know, a good dad wants to get in on it, wants to help him, praise the Lord. Amen. Don't suffer when you don't have to suffer. Your God's got lots of resources. Amen. And he wants to help you. Later again, they get in the car, Jesse and his um, his wife, and they're in the back of their new car of his daughter, you know. And he asked her, he said, well, how much you owe in this car? And he said, well, you know, and he said, it's a really nice car. And she said, uh, well, we owe about 20000 left on it, you know. He said, Honey, I feel like we should pay for, give them the rest of the money on this car to pay for it. You know, let's go down the bank right now so we can pay for it. And she's like, Dad, I, I don't need you to pay for it, you know. And, and he's telling her he'll pay off her car. You know, she's like, Dad. Then she stopped herself. And she got began to think, well, wait a minute now. He was trying to take care of me before. And God may be using him today, 
you know. Then they went down and paid for the car, you know. And you think about that, you know, she could have missed out again on another big blessing, you know, and that's who God had in her pathway just because it was a family member. She's like, no, you know, well, God can use anybody. Amen. And when you rob, you don't let them give to you and let them be a blessing to you. You, you know, you're robbing them of an opportunity. You know, that, that's going to come back to Jesse. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, you know. But, you know, you, you're robbing them of an opportunity to give. Amen. Let them get on it. You don't know. Maybe he needs a car later, you know, and then God can bless him with a car because he's sewn into that car. Or maybe he needs some things for his home. But you, you get that opportunity because he didn't get to sew into their home, you know, you have not because you ask not, amen, we got to ask, amen, and believe God and let God do it any way he wants to, praise the Lord, we don't want to limit him, amen, let God have his way, First Corinthians 16, 9, we were a little off the subject there, but we're going to go back to it, 16, 9, and the message, it says like this, it says a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here, there is also mushrooming opposition, amen, so every opportunity we get, you know, there could be a challenge in the way, but we focus on the beginning. As Paul focused on the beginning, he said there's a huge door. He was more looking at the open door, amen, you know, and God's presenting you opportunities, you know, and maybe let's say he says he gives you an opportunity to minister to somebody, and, but there's maybe somebody else listening, you know, and, you know, are you, are you going to be someone that's not going to minister because someone else is watching, you know? You know, or maybe they're going to bring some conflict into it. You know, are you going to let that person go to hell when God's giving you that opportunity? Hey, don't let me go to hell. <laughs> Amen. I don't mind you embarrassing me. Praise the Lord. So, you know, you, you need to think about that. You know, the opportunity is there. Amen. And there may be another door he's open for. He's wanting to bless you, you know, and there may be some kind of challenge in the way. You may have to come up with some money. Well, ask the Lord to help you come up with the money. Amen. He can work it out. If he presents the opportunity, let him work it out. Amen. Because he can work it out. Man, I've seen him work it out so many ways. Man, you can't limit God. He can work it out so many ways. I, I used to pray with people on the phone. I was a prayer minister for a while. And I'll never forget, you know, I, I pray with people all the time and I would tell them, I'd say, God can work it out more than a million ways. Amen. He's unlimited. He, he can work things out so easy. Amen. And, you know, we live until we think, well, it's got to come through this way or it's got to come through that way. You know, no, God can bring it any way he wants to. Amen. He can work it out more than a million ways. And your little P mind there, praise the Lord, is very limited compared to his mind, which can do it a million ways. Amen. And you don't want to limit him. Amen. So he can get you through that door. Amen. He can work that situation out. You remember Joshua, he comes up to the wall, you know. And, uh, you know, when he looked at that wall, he probably said, man, there's no way that we're going to be able to get this land. And, you know, how are we going to get through this wall, you know, at Jericho there, you know. And, uh, you know, God worked it out, made the walls come down after seven times around the going around the mountain and screaming and hollering and playing the music. Praise the Lord. You know, and, and that's the thing. You can limit God, you know, and he may do it a way that you have no idea how he did it because <laughs> he he's unlimited and he loves to surprise you. He loves to do it in ways that blow your mind, praise the Lord, you know, and you can't limit him, amen. You don't give up. You just believe him that he can do it, amen. Remember when Mary, she's going to have Jesus, you know, the angel comes up to him, tells him, tells her that they're going to, she's going to have a savior, you know, and uh, you can imagine her mind, she's trying probably to figure it out, how are we going to do this, you know, but she said, be it unto me. She had a good response, amen, because God can do it any way he wants to, amen. We can't limit him, 
Amen. And that's the real problem with us today as people. You know, we try to think things out. We try to figure things out, but we don't limit him. Amen. Because he can do it any way he wants to. He's God and he's still on the throne today and he can work any situation out. Amen. And he's got people all over this world that serve him and he can use any one of them he wants to and any capacity he wants to. He can, they could show up at your door tomorrow. They could show up your door in the middle of the night. Amen. They can, they, your check may hit the mail. God can work it out some way. He can send the people to help you. He, he can set, show you the way to do it. You just can't limit him. Amen. He can do it any way he wants to, praise the Lord. And, and that's the way I like it. I like to see his surprises. I like to see his wonderful works. It's exciting, amen, to see God do his wonderful works. I love him for that reason. I, I love to see God move in a different way. You know, the Holy Spirit's going a different way every day, you know. And I, I love to see him do different things in different ways. Amen. I don't like to see him get limited. Amen. And you shouldn't want to see him limited either. He's a big father. Amen. Amen. So we're we're presented opportunities every day of our lives. So to help us grow in God, to help us be successful in our lives, to help us prosper, to help us get our dream or vision, to help us further the gospel. Amen. God's presenting opportunities all the time. Amen. And he wants you to be successful. He wants you to fulfill your purpose, you know, and, and you need to see it that way. Amen. What father, what good father doesn't want his kid to fulfill his purpose? Praise the Lord. Amen. What good father doesn't want to see his, his kid fulfill his dreams? Amen. You know, you need to see it that way. He's a good father. He wants you to fulfill your purpose. He created your purpose. Amen. So why wouldn't he want you to fulfill your purpose? Amen. You know, he wants to help you fulfill your purpose. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about doors of opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's important that we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, when you got born again, you received the Holy Spirit. He came inside your spirit. You're a new creation. Amen. And he made you a new creation. He recreated your spirit. Amen. And what you know, if you look at that scripture, he took old wine skins and he created new wine skins. And then he put the Holy Spirit himself inside you. Amen. So you could be successful. Amen. And it may, it's easy for you to be successful if you just listen to the Holy Spirit. I remember Brother Hagin talking about a story one time uh, where this gentleman, he was an investor. And uh, he would go in the closet and he would just wait until the Lord kind of gave him a little direction. Then he knew what to invest in. And he became a very rich man, you know, just taking the time, listening to the Holy Spirit. He would go into his closet and just get quiet and just listen to the Holy Spirit, you know. And that seems like a lost art today, you know. How many people are doing that today? Get up, they take off, jump in their car, hair's messed up, and they go to work. <laughs> Amen. We need to take time with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take time and get the direction that we need. Amen. Take time and listen to him show you which way to go. Amen. Because he wants you to get where you want to go. Amen. He's not hiding things from you. He's not trying to keep you from going where you need to go. Amen. He'll, but he wants you to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, if he if you did it all yourself, then you wouldn't be working together with God. Amen. The Bible says we're laborers together with him. You know, and if you're doing it all yourself, you're not a laborer together with him. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to be a part of your life. Amen. And Jesus went through all the things on the cross so that you could have this life with the Father. Amen. Spending time with your Father. Amen. And when, you, when you're talking to a God that knows it all, he has a lot to say. Amen. He's never going to run out of things to say to you. And he's been guiding people through this world for centuries, praise the Lord, and 
And he, he has a lot to say, amen. And he wants you to grow spiritually. And, and on this journey as this walk of faith, he wants you to grow, amen, and, and to grow and develop more in him. And the more you grow and develop, the more he can use you, amen. Amen. He's creating opportunities for you. He wants you to live a good life. Amen. And you got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And this, these opportunities, you know, you can't be weak. You can't be slow to move. And it's also not made for cowards. Amen. You know, you, you, you got to be a person that's willing to step out. You know, Paul, you know, when he talked about this door of opportunity, he couldn't be a coward. He couldn't be someone that's, uh, that's slow to move. And he couldn't be a person that was weak. He may not get the opportunity again. Amen. You know, there were giants there. You know, he had he had things that he had to face, you know, or he had his own challenges that he had to face. He said there was a wide door of opportunity, but there was opposition, you know, things that were in the pathway, you know. So it wasn't for a weak person. Amen. It wasn't for a person that was timid or a person that wasn't willing to act. Amen. This was for somebody that was that was willing to take an opportunity and believe God would help him come through it. Amen. And and affect many lives because he was willing to do it. Amen. You know, whatever that opportunity is, you have no idea how you'll affect many lives. Amen. You have no idea how the Holy Spirit's going to move and affect many lives and that opportunity that he's leading you into. I was listening to a gentleman named Kenny this week. Kenny had an opportunity that was amazing. He didn't even realize it. He was a young man. He played in a rock band. And uh, Kenny was playing in this band. He was on drugs. And, and he got himself into drinking, got himself into cocaine. And uh, Kenny got himself pretty messed up in the world's things, you know. And, uh, you know, today, you know, it's legalized to smoke marijuana, you know, so you may not see it the same way. But he was addicted, you know. He, he was he was he was challenged because of these addictive chemicals in his life, you know. And finally, he got he got saved. He got free, praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, and he, he was playing his band. And then he decided he had, he had some friends down the street. He decided, well, hey, I'm going to go down there and try to win them and witness to them. He got saved and he was bold about his faith. And he went down the street. Well, Kenny saw that there were two other guys playing in a band down there, so he went down there to witness to them. And the mother, she she would encourage it, you know. She uh, she listened to Jimmy Swaggart on Saturdays, you know, or Sundays, you know, and and uh, she was obviously trying to walk with the Lord, you know. And she was trying to get her two kids, you know, to walk with the Lord, you know. They listened to Jimmy Swaggart every week, you know. Well, Kenny would go into the band. He would go into there and talk to them, and he would stop their whole band practice and talk to them for hours, you know, and they pretty much couldn't have a band practice because Kenny was there, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he he would minister to them and have some words from the Lord for them, you know, and then he kept coming back, and then his mother, their mother would approve, and they would go into the, he'd go into the garage. These people were young. They're about 13, 14, 15, right around there, you know. And he kept ministering to them, you know, ministering to them, you know. And one day he had a, a word for him. He said, you're either for me or you're against me. You know, they were playing a secular band, you know, playing for the world, you know, just wanting to rock, you know. And uh, Kenny would come in there and and he would keep ministering to him every, you know, all, all the time. He'd just go over there and minister to him. Became good friends. They would listen to Kenny, you know. And after a while, he, he told them, he had a word for him that uh, the Lord said, to, you're either for me or against me. Well, they rededicated their lives to the Lord. They'd all gotten saved pretty young, you know. And uh, they rededicated their lives and they committed their band to the Lord, you know. Very interesting. Well, that band ended up being a striper, a well-known Christian band, you know. And uh, they affected many, many, many lives. And many people's lives were affected because of Kenny. Well, Kenny, after a while, he became their keyboardist for a short period of time. They didn't even know how to play keyboard. <laughs> but they needed a keyboardist, you know. 
So Kenny would go on tour with him and he would play the keyboards, you know. And uh, so he finally learned the songs, you know, not knowing even how to play the songs, but he, he ended up learning how to play the songs, you know. And Kenny would minister to them. They would send Kenny out because people were, didn't like that there was Christian music that was rock, you know. So they would come and protest that band, you know, as they'd travel around, you know. And they were very bold about Jesus, you know. And they would send Kenny out front, you know, and they would let Kenny talk. And uh, he would come out there and minister to them, give them free things, you know, and pray for them and try to get the, even the Christian people, you know, that were rebelling against them, you know, he would try to get them, you know, to come to the show and let them know that they did love the Lord, you know. So he got great opportunities out of this. He was able to minister more people after getting those people right with the Lord, getting get opportunity after opportunity to minister to people. Think about that. His opportunities just kept growing and growing, you know, and they, they ended up ministering to thousands of people in big concerts, you know, thousands and thousands of people were coming to listen to them, and they were singing boldly about Jesus, you know. I know that some of you don't particularly get into that band or not. I'm not saying that, but I'm, wanting, I'm talking about Kenny today, and Kenny, he would, go, he would minister to them out there, you know, and then after a while, he left, and then he spent 24 years as a youth pastor, Pretty interesting. Amen. 24 years and got an opportunity to minister and be a youth pastor after a while. He, he didn't want to travel because he had two kids or he didn't want to stay, you know, on tour with them because he, he, he missed his two kids. So he became a youth pastor after 20, for 24 years, he ministered and became a youth pastor. Well, so he kept getting opportunity after opportunity. Then the Lord spoke to him again and told him, he said, well, you're going to, you're going to affect thousands of lives just like that Ben Striper did. He said, okay, you know, he said, so what he did, he started learning songs of Elton John. <laughs> I don't know if you know much about Elton John. Well, he's had lots of hits, you know, and things like that. So he starts learning Elton John. Well, he, he starts, he gets this show where he dresses up as Elton John in a younger version, and he goes out and he plays their songs. Well, this gives him more opportunities to minister to people. After a while, thousands of people are coming to his his uh, show where he's impersonating Elton John, you know, it was called something like the young Elton John, you know, well, you know, he would stay and shake hands with after every person after that show until they left. So he took the time for every person after that show, after they left, you know, still does it today. Uh, Kenny, you can look him up there, but uh, he, uh, I was trying to remember his last name. I, I would give it to you if I remember it, but you can look him up. Kenny there, young Elton John, and uh, he ministered to everybody, you know. I believe he's even doing virtual concerts now. But uh, he, his opportunities just kept growing. And God gave, gave him more and more opportunities. And he just showed love to people and ministered to people through the show. Thousands of people now attend that show. And he's able to minister to thousands of people. Notice how, though, if he hadn't taken that first opportunity, he may not have been able to do the things that God had called him to do. Think about that, you know. You know, and God's presenting you opportunities. And you know, that opportunity, that first one could be the one that gets you to the big one, praise the Lord, where you can really minister to a lot of people. But you know, God's a lot of times just looking to see if you're going to be obedient. Amen. He's wanting to see what you're going to do and see if you're going to step out and trust him and have a walk of faith, a journey of faith with him. Amen. He wants to see you well, spend the time with him with the good times and the challenging times and spend time with him. You know, Kenny had a, a time when he was on the road, you know, after a while he was missing his family so much that he wanted to go home, you know, and I'm sure that was challenging for him to get out there and go hotel to hotel to hotel, going to minister to people, you know, but the Lord put it on his heart.
You know, and you got to be a person that's willing to go, be with God through the good times and the challenging times because he's trying to get you where you need to go. Amen. And he's, he's building. He's, it's, the, it's the story. It's the uh, growing through all of it that, that it's about. He's, he's teaching you faith. He's teaching you to trust him. He's teaching you to spend time with him. Amen. He's teaching you to rely on him as you spend time taking each opportunity that God gives you, praise the Lord, amen? He gives you opportunity after opportunity, but you gotta be willing to take it, amen? Amen, we're gonna be people that step out. When we talk about opportunity, we're talking about a favorable junction of circumstances, a chance of advancement or progress, amen? And just like Kenny had, he had a chance of progress in a a favorable circumstances where God could use him, praise the Lord. And we're talking about and be um, with the gospel's sake, with God using you in a greater way, praise the Lord. Amen. That's what it is. Favors a favorable junction of circumstances. Amen. Amen. And we were talking about seizing those opportunities to take possession of by force or at will, to take possession or control of as by suddenly laying hold of it. Or, or suddenly or forcibly grasping and grasping mentally. Amen. You know, it's amazing. You know, you, if you grasp it mentally, you're more willing to do it. You know, if you've seen a dog go after something, I have a dog. And uh, I mean, when he, man, when he fixates on something, he's going to get it. You know, I, I was, my wife was in a chair down there and he likes to get behind my wife, you know, and he likes to be on her left side, you know, and I mean, he just fixates it. I'm going to sit on her left side. <laughs> Amen. And he'll jump up in the chair and he'll just work himself until she's getting uncomfortable. And he'll he'll work himself across the front of her and he'll walk across the side. He wants to be on the left side. Amen. <laughs> and he'll just work himself and work himself until he gets to the left side. He's fixated. He wants to be there. Amen. And, you know, you need to be fixated and seizing those opportunities. Don't let something get, get, get you off and something get you distracted. You need to fixate on it. Amen. Make sure that you're a person that's going after it. A person that's not going to let it go, amen, like a dog grabbing a bone. You're not going to let it go, amen. I know when I my dog gets something in his mouth and I try to pull it out of his mouth, it's not easy to get it out of his mouth, you know. He's fixated on it. He's going to keep that thing in his mouth, and that's how you have to be about opportunities, amen. you got to be a person that's fixated, a person that's willing to go for it, a person that's going to grab that opportunity, amen. Glory to God, amen. God presents wonderful opportunities in our life. You, you never know how many people you're going to affect. You have no idea how many people you're going to be touching by just one person. Amen. What if it was one person? Who who, who, who you think you're ministering today? You have no idea. Amen. You have no idea who it could be. It could be somebody for another country that's a leader of another country. It could be somebody that's your neighbor. You never know, but be a person that's willing to take those opportunities. Amen. Amen. And the person, you know, like Kenny, you know, you don't realize who you're touching and who's going to be a person that's going to minister to somebody. Amen. Amen. We want to affect as many lives as possible. Jesus is coming soon and we want to take as many people as we possibly can with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thomas Edison said it like this. An opportunity is missed by most people because it comes with overalls and it looks like work. Amen. You think Paul, when he saw that wide door of opportunity, it didn't look like work to him? Amen. It looked like work. Amen. You know, and he he saw that there's going to be adversaries, you know, but he knew it was going to be work. You don't just go take an opportunity without it being a little bit of work. Praise the Lord. It, it could take some work. Amen. But you've got to be a person that's willing to take the opportunity to step out. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I was looking at this here. It's uh, Dean Rhodes you know, and he had many opportunities. Amen. And God's presented many opportunities to us. Dean Rhodes was a man who missed an opportunity after opportunity. 
Uh, you can find some information about Dean Rhodes and Ma John Wax Maxwell's book. But Dean Rhodes, he had an opportunity. Uh, he had met the, uh, the owner of Wendy's before he started his first Wendy's, and he had an opportunity to invest in Wendy's, and he didn't take it. He didn't take that opportunity. You know, he could be maybe possibly even set up for life if he'd taken that opportunity, but he didn't take it, you know. And uh, But he had the opportunity to get it on the ground level of Wendy's, you know, and ended up being 6,650 locations of Wendy's across the nation. Wow, think about that. Being just a part of that, you know, God could have super well, uh, supernaturally blessed the gentleman. And then he had another opportunity with Colonel Sanders. Uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, I believe is how you pronounce it there, which is Colonel Sanders with Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, to, to get invested in the Kentucky Fried Chicken at the, when it was in its ground level. And uh, he had 5,200 restaurants in the U.S. and he had an opportunity to get involved in that. And he didn't take the opportunity with that either. Amen. So he had another opportunity and he missed that opportunity because he wasn't willing to step out and be bold and go after that opportunity. And then he had another opportunity come round to him. A couple guys had a hamburger stand there, you know, and they created the fastest way to make hamburgers there, you know, and uh, he had an opportunity to get in on the ground level. A gentleman came to him, wanted to get invested in it, and uh, he didn't get invested in it, you know. It was called, it was just his first, their first hamburger stand on the ground level, and that ended up being McDonald's, and he missed getting in on that opportunity. He had an opportunity to get invested in it, and he didn't take it. Wow, think about that. He didn't take that opportunity. And look at all the McDonald's across the world. And he didn't take that opportunity. Man, I tell you, you get down yourself. You miss some opportunities like that. And then he had a, a, another opportunity. He had a, a funny name company come to him called Microsoft. And he had a chance to get involved in that. And he declined it. <laughs> he didn't take that opportunity either. Think about that. Most people, if they missed all those opportunities, they probably wouldn't go for another opportunity. But he did. And he ended up being in the magazine, Ford magazine there. And he ended up becoming one of the most well-known people in the world for the amazing opportunities that he had. And he, he became a very rich man because of his investments, you know. But he missed opportunity after opportunity. His name is Dean Rhodes. And he missed opportunity after opportunity, but he was still to be successful, you know. And maybe some of you today, you've missed opportunity after opportunity, you know, and you're down about it. You know, you've had some opportunities and failures. But, you know, God's going to bring you another opportunity around. He'll give you another chance. He's a God that wants to bless you. He wants you to be successful in life. He wants you to fulfill your dreams. But you got to be a person that's willing to go for those opportunities. Amen. You can't be a person just lets every one of them go by. Amen. And, you know, and you may miss an opportunity not get that chance again. But you got to be a person that's willing to take a chance, take some risk. Amen. And you don't have to be looking for all the circumstances to be perfect, you know. I'm sure with those things, he may have been looking for things to be perfect. And he could have had some great investments if he was looking for the opportunity, amen, and willing to take some risk, amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, if you'll go over there, the, the first verse, and we're going to look at these blessings that God wants to have in your life in Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do his commandments, which he commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations. Why would he want his people high above all the nations? Because he loves his people. Amen. And he wants you to be successful. Amen. You know, and he said to hearken to his voice. That's, he's just saying, hey, just listen to me and I'm going to make you successful. And he says, 
to follow my commandments. You know, Jesus only gave us two commandments. It sums up the whole Ten Commandments is what it is. We're actually we're free from the, the law, praise the Lord, because of Jesus. But he still asks us to do two things, to love, love God first and to love your neighbor, praise the Lord. And those sum up the Ten Commandments. Amen. So if we can walk in love and we can be loving people, God wants to prosper us. Amen. And he wants to lead us and guide us to be prosperous people. Amen. Amen. He says that he'll set you high above all the nations and all the blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Wow. Think about that. He, he didn't want that just for his people. He wants that for you. You're his people. You're born into the family. We're no longer uh, not part of the family. We're part of the family once we get saved and become a Christian, praise the Lord. And he wants all these blessings for you. Look at the blessings here, though. Look at how much he loves his people. And all these blessings should come on thee and overtake thee. Wow. Have you had some blessings overtaking you? Amen. He's wants some opportunities to overtake you, praise the Lord. If you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the cattle, uh, fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Basically, he's saying he's going to bless all your stuff, multiply it. Amen. And he's, you know, he wants to do that in your life, not your neighbor's life. Amen. And if they're saved, he wants to do it for them. But, you know, he wants to bless you. He wants you to be successful, and he wants you to increase. God likes to increase his people, praise the Lord. Blessed shall I be in thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall I be when thou comest in, and blessed when thou comest out. That sounds like an opportunity, doesn't it? Amen. You're blessed when you go out, and it gives you an opportunity, and blessed when you come in. Amen. Amen. That's a God that wants you to be blessed. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, be smitten before thy face, and they shall come out against thee one way, and flee before these seven ways. And that's pretty good to know because sometimes opportunities may have some challenges. Amen. But he's saying that your enemies will never overtake you. Amen. If you'll walk with him and talk with him and, and love people, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord shall command a blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and thou, all that thou settest thy hand to. That's, that's important to know, though, that God wants to bless the hands that you use. Amen. And he wants to bless you in that opportunity. Whatever you're starting in, you can expect that that opportunity is going to be blessed and it's going to be wonderful and it's going to increase and be increasing. Amen. Because God loves increase. He loves you to overflow. Amen. And he wants to see you blessed in every area. Praise the Lord. Amen. He didn't just do that for one person and not another. He wants you to be blessed. He wants to see you successful in your life. Amen. And that's exactly what he's telling, telling us here in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Amen. All that they set their hand to, and it shall be blessed thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And the Lord shall establish his holy people unto himself, and he sworn unto thee that thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art by the name of the Lord, and shall be afraid of thee. Think about that. You know, when you're blessed, and, and you know, and it goes on here, and you can read all the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 if you like, and we're redeemed from the curses of Deuteronomy 28, by the way, because of Jesus. But uh, you look into, he says there in the 11th verse that he wants you to be plenteous in goods. Amen. So he's going to be creating those opportunities all the time to make sure that you're prospering. He's going to be creating those opportunities all the time so that you're increasing because he doesn't like you to stay where you're at. It makes him look good when you're blessed. Amen. It makes him look good when you have the things you need. Amen. It doesn't make me look good when my kids don't have what they need. It doesn't make me look good when, when my kids, you know, they're, they're having challenges and things like that. That doesn't make the father look good. But, you know, that's the same way in your life. It doesn't make you look good when our father doesn't take care of you. Amen. He wants to take care of you. 
He wants you to have what you need, and he wants you to be successful in life. Amen? He wants to make sure that you're making him look good. Amen? Amen. And there's some people today, they don't make the Father look good. They, they won't receive from him. They won't listen to him. They won't, you know, he, he's trying to show them things and how he wants to bless them, trying to show love to them, you know, and they're stubborn and, and you know, <laughs> they won't let, just like we were talking about Jesse DePlinus' daughter, they just, they will not receive a blessing. They won't take it, no matter what he does, you know, he, he may send 10 people trying to bless them, tell them how much he loves them and he wants them to increase and create them opportunity after opportunity, you know, and they just won't take it because they think they're being humble. You know, but that's not true. The Father wants you to look good, and it makes Him look good. Amen. And He wants you to make sure that you're being blessed. Amen. I was listening not long ago to a, uh, a minister, a well-known minister, actually, Richard Lindsay Roberts. And I'll never forget, she was talking about a dream that she had recently. I, I, matter of fact, it was within a week or two ago, I believe it was. And she's talking about this dream where she saw these billboards and all these things the Lord was showing her, you know. And she was talking about how God wanted to increase people this year. It was interesting, though, because the way he said that he wanted to increase them and he showed her on one side she saw it was just coming out at her was through ideas that he was giving people, you know. And it sounds like he's giving you opportunities and, and he's wanting to put some things within you. Amen. He's wanting to use the things you have, your gifts, and he wants to create opportunities for your life. Amen. But it's just up to you if you're willing to take those opportunities, praise the Lord, and willing to step out and, and, and be a person that just won't give up. You know, they're going to hold on to it just like that dog grabs a bone if they're going to take those opportunities, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I was looking up a story uh, recently because I'd heard about uh, Katy Perry, which is kind of an interesting story. Now, I don't endorse any of these people that I'm, I'm talking about here today, but I just want you to understand how they became successful. It's kind of interesting. Although she, you know, she, you would think, well, man, she went to stardom, you know, quickly. She actually went through lots of failures. You know, she actually, she exploded on the scene in 2008 and she's very well known, but she was far from an instant hit. In fact, she had a streak of unsuccessful record deals before she gained any meaningful uh, transaction in her career, brought up in a strict Christian home. And uh, so she was, you know, she had values put into her life and she was only allowed to listen to Christian music, matter of fact. But Katie, uh, she seemed to be sheltered and from the mainstream, but persistence through years of failures finally led her to a li the limelight. At the uh, young age, it was clear that Katie was talented, that why about 15, a matter of fact, there. And she went through record deal and people investing in her and people trying to help her to achieve her goals. And, and she, even, she even had a record deal at one point where she had 80% of the record complete and then they stopped the project. <laughs> had a record deal 80 percent of the pro the project was done and then they stopped it and then they just wouldn't do any more with her think about that you know she thought that she's going to be successful and she took the opportunity she had and she got that far and she could have gave up amen you know and you may have opportunities that may not seem like there's so much but you learn through those opportunities and they're and they're creating more opportunities as you go amen and then finally, she ended up receiving, getting a, a record deal, and she was very successful after she got the record deal. But she went through many, many challenges, many other opportunities before she got there. Amen. And she had people investing in her, behind her, you know. But she, after it took some time before she finally got the one that affected many people. And, you know, today, you know, you may have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, but it doesn't mean that you're not getting to where you need to go. Amen. You don't think that she learned more about how to sing better through those opportunities. You don't think she didn't learn more about 
recording through those opportunities. You don't think that she learned, you know, because you're growing and growing and growing through each one of these opportunities. And you're, whatever your walk of faith is today, whatever you're going through today, you know, whatever your dream is today, you know, it's a process. I was listening to a, a person recently who had a book and uh, she was talking about that book that she had that book written before, you know, because the Lord told her to write this book. And she held the book and she held the book, you know, and then finally the opportunity came and she was able to put out the book, you know, so you may not even know where you're going with some of these things, but the Lord's telling you with something right now, you know, maybe he wants you to create some music and maybe he wants you to put a message down or maybe he has something else that he's telling you to do. And you don't know where that's going to lead to. You don't know where it's going to go. You know, maybe it's a YouTube video. Maybe it's a, it's a program that he put the idea inside you, you know, I was talking to somebody recently how the Lord had actually put inside them an idea for a certain type of uh, uh, teaching program that he wanted them to do. And they were wanting to teach on this particular subject. You know, why did the Lord put that on their heart? Because he's got a use for that. He's wanting to touch some people in that specific, that specific thing to touch certain people. Praise the Lord. What's he dealing with you about today? What's the opportunity he's put on you today? Have you thought about, you know, what you're doing with that? You know, are you putting it off? Are you a person that just puts it off and you never get it done? Amen. You got to be a person that's willing to be persistent, a person that grabs it like a bone and doesn't let it go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because you don't know that can be the thing that changes many, many people's lives. That can be the thing that affects people around this world. Amen. But you have to be a person that starts out with writing it down, starts out with recording it, whatever it is, starts out with writing the thing you know, starts out with doing something, you know, you don't just jump from one place to the other. You've got to do something with what he's telling you to do now. Amen. What's that opportunity he's giving you now? You know, I remember I was writing some songs and, uh, you know, I, when I got saved, I, I was playing, I believe like three bands when I first got saved and I rededicated my life to the Lord and I just want to serve him. That's all I wanted to do. You know, I'd seen that what the world's like and I didn't want any more to do with it. Praise the Lord, you know? And so what I did is I took all the, at the time I had audio tapes that kind of dates me a little bit. And I take all these audio tapes. I had a vast library of music because I like all kinds of music. And I, I gave that, uh, I went and paused all that, pawned all that. And I got me a, a acoustic guitar, you know, I wanted an acoustic because I felt like I could play that in certain styles of music. And also I could be able to play in different bands. They're a, a band that could travel from place to place, you know, acoustic bands can actually get into churches and you can play coffee houses. It's easy to travel with, you know? And so I started getting these, you know, I'd go and I'd pray and the Lord would actually give me the words to these songs. You know, I'd, I'd be in my prayer time and he'd actually give me the words to these songs and I'd start writing them down. And boy, I'd just come up with some songs. And I, I mean, people just would tell me, boy, them things just ministered to them and ministered to them, you know. And, uh, you know, the Lord just kept giving me song after song. And it seemed like he kept giving me opportunity to use those songs and give me another opportunity. One time I was actually uh, downtown uh, in the city that I'm at here in Oklahoma. And I was downtown ministering to homeless with those songs, you know. I'll never forget, you know. And then people just came up to the altars. And people were getting saved. It was, a, it was a really, really neat service. I'll never forget. And it was just playing music the Lord gave me, you know, that I, and I was playing original songs, you know. How many people got saved through those opportunities, you know? And then I got to go to the uh, Salvation Army, and I ministered a message, and I got done with the message, and I, I played one of those songs that the Lord gave me. And a gentleman came up front, never forget, I believe he brought his wife too, and he came up front and got saved just from those songs. What if I didn't write them down? Amen. What if... 
what if I didn't take the time? There could there be somebody that spent an eternity in hell because I didn't take the time to write that song down. What 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 about your book today or whatever it is that the Lord's put on your heart today? You know, could somebody spend an eternity in hell because you didn't take the time to write it down? Simply write it down. Simply take the time to step out to that opportunity. Simply do what God's put on your heart. Amen. Simply invest in something, you know. You know, you think about a minister, you know, that you know they could use the investment that you could give them because the Lord's blessed you, you know. And you think about how many souls and how many lives you could he could touch more if you were backing him, you know, or or as a person you could call today. And God's giving you the opportunity. He's put it on your heart. He said he's wanting you to call that person today. And you don't know where they're at. You don't know their situation. You don't know what they're facing today. You don't know what their week has been like, you know, but God just wants you to call and encourage them. You know, what What if that changed somebody's life to where they went and affected many, many lives, you know? Think about that today, you know. Who are you investing in and who are you touching today? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's important that we're people that are willing to step out, people that are willing to reach out to the world that's hurting today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy today, Father. And Father, we just ask, Lord, as I'm as I'm ministering today, Father, Lord, that, that you touch the people listening, Father, Lord. Help them to sense an urgency for these opportunities that you've given them to, Lord. Help them not to miss out on things in life and to miss out the joys in life because the opportunities you're sending their way to give them an adventure in faith today, Father. And Father, we just ask for it and we just give you all the praise for it today. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name that you're going to help everybody at the sound of my voice get the opportunities that they're believing you for today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you don't know Jesus, I'd like to give you that opportunity today. Praise the Lord. You're getting an opportunity today. Amen. Have a father back you to help you to do the things you need to do in life. A father that wants to take care of you and wants to help you, you know. And you may have never been helped in your life at all. Amen. Your real father may not treat you well and your family may not treat you well. Well, let me tell you, God the Father will take care of you. And if you trust in him, he'll help you with every area of your life if you let him do it for you. Praise the Lord. If you would, let's just pray this prayer today and you can be, accept him into your life. And I believe things will change for your good in such a way it'll blow your mind if you, if you take the time to think about it. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you as we pray today, Father, for these that are getting saved, Father. We just ask you to help them to do it right now. We just thank you, Father, for just repeat this out. Repeat this after me. Father. I just accept Jesus as Lord of my life today, and I believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, and I just accept him as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe you accepted Jesus in your life, and I believe that God's wanting to do, he's going to help you do some wonderful things today. You're in his family today, and He's you're his kid today. And he's going to help you today. Let me pray for you too. Father, we just ask that you help these that just got saved, Father. Lord, help them in life. God, help them to be taught. Help them to be established in you, Father. Help them to see the wonderful things you have for their lives, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' holy name. And we give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you got saved today, you know you can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. And I'd love to hear from you. We love you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.